Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. There. Hello. I've actually started the show twice before because I kept getting this funny noise in my ear and um, I wait for a beeping sound. It wasn't quite a beeping sound, but there I was blathering on and uh, then I heard a real beep. And so here I am. How do you do? It is December 8th in the horrific year of 2020 and this is Lynn Cullen still alive it's a Tuesday and that means Susan if she remembers it's Tuesday might be with us hello I don't I'm just yeah well anyway so um I, we, I, just, I should, we will accept that it works yeah okay it works so I'm um I'm thinking that we should proceed. Uh, uh, proceed? Yeah. That's the word, right? This yeah, program. if you want something to come before your, what we do next, <laughs> then it's going to proceed. seem like the right word. God dang it. Before okay, we get going on the bulk of the show, Lynn would okay, like to right. talk about. I would like to warn people. That's all. It was a warning. It was like a a, a, a disclaimer is what I wanted to do. It's a little late in the game for that. <laughs> well, no, we're just three minutes in. It's a disclaimer, and it is that bulk of what he had to say was that not only do extraterrestrials exist, I'm going to yeah. call them ETs, but yeah. that we have been in uh, contact with them. They, I have asked that we keep it under wraps because we ain't ready for them yet. Um, but they have a pact with the United States. Trump knows all about it, and that um, they have a substation in Mars where Americans and these ETs have been uh, working together now for about five years. <laughs> God! He says he didn't bring it up before because people would lock him up. Yes, that's true. But, now, but here's the thing. But now he feels that the atmosphere for truth <laughs> is so much more, you know, open. Uh, yeah. open. It's anything. like it's a Petri dish where anything right. can bloom. So he thought he'd let it out. Well, he thought he'd let it out. You know what? I have to tell you, um, this is not something that I would normally acknowledge or admit, that I... You wouldn't be surprised in the least. Why? Why should you? I I I think that there have been things that yeah I think we've been kept in the dark about certain things and I but I don't know what exactly that is and it's absurd to think that there's not life if of some, we exist if yeah. we exist yeah then, we were a, then in this whole vast universe it would be hard uh, obviously that, other life that other yeah. life not like us but other kind of life yeah. intelligent wouldn't exist. I mean, that's yeah. just, you know, that's just craziness. So, yeah, I know. So he's, I mean, on the face of it. Yep, yeah, sure. Absolutely. 
I just but I um, just as find, for as for yeah some kind of thing going on on Mars with us. I mean no. I just yes I just found certain parts of it and that and that <laughs> as I was reading it and under and then I got to the part where five years ago he didn't think that you know he would have been locked up but now and I was going what's different between five years ago and now and I went oh yeah oh. people can't tell the difference between fact and truth anymore no fact and fiction. Fact and fiction. Oh, right. They're fact and truth. <laughs> That's They're, right. I, well, I'm totally confused. They aren't what? the same thing, right? Fact and truth. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that, well, sure. Amy, by the way, is telling me that she keeps losing her phone connection. And see, I don't even know what that means. So it means that, that either we are or aren't on at uh, various points. Well, I don't know. Amy, can you, like, clarify what that means? Are people hearing uh, Susan and me? And are people um, able to? Or can I just uh, go and have my hangover in peace? You're hungover. We are on now, but it cuts out when I lose the connection. Yeah, so we're cutting in and out. Oh, geez. Skype keeps closing on me. Um, I think I fixed it, she says now. Well, okay, guys, we'll just, uh, we'll carry on. So, Susan, you'll have to, why are you hungover? Um, Probably just, oh, no, I know, not that. I probably just didn't drink enough water. I don't know. I drove, (laughs) I I, I had to run into, I had to run into Chicago yesterday to check my home and Mm -hmm. uh, take care of a little stuff, and which is hard to do when you're not allowed to do that, but I'm allowed to take care of emergency business. The first part of which was, pushing in my front door um, into which the the there's a mail slot. And so all the mail just drops onto the floor in front of my front door. And, and because um, the door stop, you can't get in. I couldn't get in. <laughs> I pushed it open enough that I could get an arm around and start, you know, dragging stuff out from under the door so I could push it open a little bit more until yeah. I could get in. It took me 15 minutes just to pick well. up. Catalogs. Yeah, well, sure, catalogs. Hey, somebody, Barbara, sent me something I like. It's just a little few words, but it says, I bet aliens ride past Earth and lock their doors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was sort of the tenor of how what I got from the Israeli who thought that the... That 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 we humans weren't quite up to them yet. Oh, geez. Now, we humans are a sorry lot. Anyway, um, okay. So, where are we going to go? Um, I, oh, God. But thank you for that. I mean, we're, we're a few minutes in, and um, we haven't gotten into the total horror of everything yet. Um. Okay, the thing that I read uh, yesterday that freaked me out the most, not surprised me, but just enraged me, was this news that uh, Pfizer offered the Trump administration a chance to lock in another 100 million doses of their vaccine. Yeah, yeah. And last they summer, said, yeah, no doubt. And they said, "Oh no, no thanks. We'll take a we'll take a pass." And uh, so now Trump is asking Pfizer for, "Yeah, we we'd like that hundred 
million now. And they said, well, sorry, you idiot. We sold them elsewhere. We gave yeah, you first other dibs. people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, so what do you think? Was he like betting on Moderna and had his money on that one? I think it would have something to do with money. Um, Pfizer. Well, Pfizer was the Pfizer did not take any American yeah, government dollars. That's so maybe why. there's more so of a. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that we ain't going to get vaccines for Americans as quickly as we could have and um but i i like it's it's a whole lot easier to vaccinate england than it is the united states well that's true well that's true but still i mean i know we aren't going to do anywhere near as well as we could have absolutely and i was uh, you know i was doing my uh i was doing my prep for uh so i didn't sound like an ignorant idiot on your show this morning and um and uh, that includes reading the comments of people that are reading this news. And the, the one that caught my attention, the first person who, write, who says something in defense of Trump is, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm going, really? That's what you got? Because, like, nobody could have figured out that we'd need a vaccine six months ago. Oh, my God. Dear God. <laughs> So, um, other things that have uh, that I have noted is that even as the you know Republican-led state of Georgia has refused to um, kowtow to Trump uh, regarding who won the state, namely Joe Biden, it turns out that in this very important two Senate or election happening at the beginning in about a month, right? A little little less than a month. Uh, Georgia officials have announced that they would be opening fewer than half of the early voting locations that they used just last month in the general election in, guess what, Cobb County. Cobb County being, of course... Where Trump lost the election. Yeah. Ah, oh, we thought all those Republicans were being so honorable. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just reverted right back to doing what, well, it's just what they do. It's, now, let's see, we got an election coming Stage up. How do we uh, shut down election places? How do we keep Democrats from voting? How are we going to do that? Okay, well, we'll you know, we have had they 20... not learned yet that when they do that, it just calls it to everybody's attention. The people that they're trying to suppress, it calls to their attention that there there's a, an election, they're being suppressed, and it goes, well, not me. And it all it does is rile folks up and get them to vote. Oh, Jesus. I, I mean, I, I'm not noticing that it that it works. Mm-hmm. It's just drumming up business for our side. I mean, I was I was watching one of those notably biased news uh, networks the other day, and there was a um, uh, a black commenter on it, um, and he and he was he was laughing. He was going, you know, 
I'm beginning to think like we might actually have a chance they're doing so many things so wrong. And and that was basically his comment, you know, that um, I, you're, they're doing a really good job at keeping the folks that were gotten well, riled up, riled up. Yeah, but the other side is riling up their lunatics, too. And, yeah, and you know, there's the other more thing, of us than them. You know, well, I don't know. It depends on who shows up. So the the other thing is, is and I think this was the Washington Post uh, today, uh, said that for these two Senate uh, runoffs, um, the Republicans are really focusing their firepower on guess who? On the black guy, on Warnick. Yes. Yep. She didn't. There did, uh, did uh, in the in the debates. She didn't. Uh, uh, Leffler did, wouldn't wouldn't call him Reverend Warnick or uh, Doctor Warnick. All of which are his appropriate. Types. She called him something like uh, radical leftist. You know, Warnick. Wow. It, it, that's that's how she. I mean, not she did that like three or four or five times. Never once spoke to him respectfully. She seems to be about as revolting a human being as one can imagine. I just so badly want her to lose. And then the Purdue guy is equally reprehensible. I mean, they're, I mean they're, they're grifters, too. They're just, they're, they, they use all their insider information to, you know, sell stocks, make money. They, don't even, they can't even figure out that it's wrong. I mean, see, this is, I, it used to be that a respectable senator knew when he was on the take. These uh-huh. guys don't, it doesn't even occur to them. Uh-huh. They're playing at senators, first of all. They bought, I mean, Leffler just flat out bought hers per place. And she's never been elected. She was no. there, appointed. So I, I just want to tell you, Curtis told us that that we were out, the audience didn't hear my disclaimer, which is good because we've been, and I'm not even going to give it because it was essentially telling you don't listen. <laughs> but he says you've been uninterrupted since the discussion about aliens, but we don't know who he we, he didn't hear that it was an Israeli general, uh, retired general, general scientist, intelligence guy. Yeah, here, I'll see if I can figure out if I can. OK, so I mean, and that sort of is scary because, you know, you think those guys really do know what they're talking about. But no, he I mean. Even Israeli intelligence uh, uh, generals can um, get a screw loose here and there. His name is, well, not like it makes any sense. His name is Chaim, Chaim Eshed. Okay. A, a former Israeli space security chief. Oh, space security. Yeah. So uh, he says there's... The eyebrows have, uh, Earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials <laughs> from a galactic federation. Quote, the unidentified flying objects have asked not to be published, not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Chaim Eshed, former head of Israeli's Defense Ministry's Space Directorate, told Israeli's Yediat Aharonot newspaper. Wow. 
Well, I mean, it, given his position, that is sort of amazing. Right. A respected professor and retired well, general, Ashed said that the aliens were equally curious about humanity and were seeking to understand the fabric of the universe. That cooperation agreements had been signed. There's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. And then he added that President Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrials. Existence. Well, maybe Donald Trump is with the and experiment. And had been, quote, on the verge of revealing, unquote, information, but was asked not to in order to prevent, quote, mass hysteria, unquote. <laughs> well, but Trump is great at causing mass hysteria. I think this right. is all... Well, who the hell knows? So that that is. Hey, by the way, Jonathan, who's a you know he's a fixer kind of a guy. He just said, Susan, maybe it's too obvious, but what if dear Susan put a box or plastic bin on the floor, under the mail slot? Oh well, it's no, I've done that, but um, <laughs> the the volume that came in would um, uh, first of all, it bounces in and lands about it. Uh, yeah, so it's all over it, the place. It, anyway. I mean, it just doesn't. Yes, I I have I have actually I didn't use a plastic bin. I had a rather attractive woven basket for that purpose. No dice. Okay. But thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Bree wants to know, will you and Susan, are you planning to get the vaccine? You betcha. You betcha. As fast as we can. As a matter of fact, I had to slap our mother down who was already thinking whether she had any strings she could pull to get to the head of the line. No, don't do that. I said, shocking, mother. We will wait our turn. Don't do that. I was saying just the other day that people like us, I well, don't think they should do it by age because there are old, rich people who are secure and able to stay secure. And then there are old, poor people living in multi-generational, crowded households. And they Those ought to get it. are the people who should be getting it, not rich people. This I want to see the rich at the end of the line, and I don't care what age they are. Okay. I'm That's sorry. Fine. And that includes our mother. Hey, hey, hey. I, I informed her that not only would I, was I sure that you would feel that way, <laughs> but I, I just said no. Okay. Okay. So Bree also wants to know, are there any plans for distribution in Pittsburgh? Not that I know of. Um, which vaccine sounds best? Well, they're saying now this Pfizer one, even though it takes two injections, um, seems to kick in right. pretty much after the first. And can, can I, I, I can see which direction this is heading. The, the, the best um, uh, from all the experts, and they have the same a- answer, the best vaccine is the one that you can get. That's right. That's it. So don't you worry about which one you're getting. Uh, we should all get whichever one we can get, and as many of us as exactly. possible, so that, and so that there are no good hosts. Okay. Number two, having gotten said vaccine, you still need to wear a mask because we don't know whether, although you won't get it or get it as bad, whether you could still not sh- shed virus yourself. Um, and they are doing those studies. They have not 
done them yet, so we don't know that. So masked, so vaccinated doesn't mean, oh boy, no masks. It, it, you're okay, but you, you could still be a spreader. We don't know that you aren't. Okay, that's the other thing. Um, um, and what was her thir- third thing? There was a, there was another one that. Well, I got to tell you, I read something, and I wish I, you know, copied it somewhere. That we're we don't understand. We think that if we get these vaccines, um, everything's going to be hunky dory. That's yeah, not the that. case. No, it's not the case because of how prevalent the virus is in our country. It's everywhere. So he's saying it's like, imagine the vaccine is like a fire hose and it's, you're trying to put out this virus fire. Well, there are fires that, you know, one hose ain't gonna, if, if, if the fire is like out of control, even the vaccine is not going to keep it from still doing incredible damage. Right. So that well over a hundred thousand more people could die, even even in January and February when people are getting back vaccinated, because we have allowed it's the too little, fire. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. To get out of control they uh, they said actually um if we had um if we had a vaccine that was just 50 percent effective you know i don't even know that i'd want that 50 percent effective it would be more effective if the virus were not as Rampant. It it has to do with the efficacy of the vac- vaccine, but also the spread um, of the virus. And we are so far gone with the spread of the virus. It is absolutely out of control in this country, and it's that's why Fauci says these next months are going to be dark. We are heading into something we cannot even imagine. I talked to a friend yesterday who cataloged for me all of the people in her family in various states who have COVID. Oh, my God. Her aunt, her uncle, her sister, her brother-in-law, a cousin, a cousin's children. Um, I have a friend who just got it, and he was in a hospital for another reason, and he's now been tested positive. This is just going to snowball. So we, I, I just can't imagine that people don't understand how, Bree wants to know how long these viruses will protect. Oh, heck, we don't have the answers to all of this stuff. Yeah, and this is, it, you, you need time, folks. You need, uh, there's no longitudinal studies on a vaccine that has just been produced uh-huh. and never been used. So uh-huh. we're all going to be, you know, figuring out how this works. But put remember, your flu vaccine works for one season. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And then you go back and you get another one. And then they formulate another one. 
And my, hey, by yeah. the way, the flu, the flu is currently uh, making itself known in 40 counties in Pennsylvania. So that is out there now, too. And I, you know, again, and with hospitals uh, filled up, no room at the inn, it's, it behooves all of us to be extraordinarily careful. And yet, of course, you still have this sizable percentage of people who simply refuse. It's really something. It is something. It's, uh, it's disquieting. Um, uh, we have a caller, apparently. Hello? Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. It's Mike. It's Mike, formerly of Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hooray. Um, so I read this article the other day. And I want to yeah. get your take on it. It was from the producers or the, from the airline industries, and they are sending all of their jumbo jets into um, the deserts to be decommissioned because they believe that re- our lives will not get back to normal until 2024. Well, I agree. I don't think people are going to be traveling. That business travel won't pick up the way it will be. Will never pick up the way it was because it's not necessary. Right. We found that out. So wow. you know, a lot of things aren't going to come back. Yeah. And that no one wants to be in a jet with fifteen hundred people. No. Don't I don't even know. want to be in a room with two or one. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. No. So industry knows that this vaccine is not a panacea that it's going to be a long time before we all are queuing up in an airport to go away for a three-day weekend and they've backed it with their money yeah yeah well it can't be cheap to decommission all those planes no when they said when they decommission a plane what is that is it still recommissionable so what do they do to it they sell it for junk parts they it's scrap really Well, why can't they just let them sit around? I mean, really? Yeah. Well, because then it's an asset that they have to pay taxes on, and that you know. But think of the price of a plane. I mean, what? Then they'll have to eventually buy more. Okay, I don't understand. Buy more with better gas mileage or whatever, with better fuel efficiency. Uh And that's four Uh years away. A lot can happen in four years away to have those assets on their books. Yeah. But that prediction is, you know, is a good one. If that's what industry thinks, they well, have they more than we industry. Yeah. yeah. And wow. in the short term, if they're wrong and there's higher demand quicker, it just means that prices go up faster. Right. Well, well, listen, isn't this a cheerful conversation? At least we can look <laughs> forward to a time when we might vacation again. Wow. And, and by then, Mount Everest will be four feet taller. Yeah, how much taller did they say two it was? Feet. Two feet. And is it, and did it get there because it, 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 uh, it grew or because we learned how to uh, figure out the measurement better? A litter, they're, pi- they're piling it all on top. Oh, come on. <laughs> 
I didn't read the article, but I saw that Everest has been said to be taller. So I'm wondering, it wouldn't just be pushing further up, would it? They must have figured out how to measure it. I don't know. Just well, it, could, it could be pushing further up. You don't know that. That's how it was formed in the first place. Well, yeah, but uh, that would require some pretty heavy-duty tectonic plate activity, which would be, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Mike, are you still there? Yeah, I have nothing to add. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, but that never stopped us. That's right. That's what I say all the time. David said yesterday, I didn't call because I had nothing to say. I said, well, geez, geez. why does that stop anybody? Oh, my God. Right. Well, I feel with I'm okay. with Mike. I'm hanging up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. So, um, says here, Paul says, Dr. Levine, that's our health secretary, was on CNN this morning stating that we will begin seeing post-Thanksgiving cases at the end of this week. Really? Okay, when was Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would think we'd be seeing them sort of now. Well, no, you see the cases, but you don't see the hospitalizations. And next. And she warned that rural Pennsylvania hospitals will reach their capacities before those in larger cities. Well, my friend who I talked to last night said that her uh, her uncle um, got very ill and was brought to an ER um, in in um, his community in Indiana and uh, after 12 hours was turned away because they had no place to put him. And he was sent back home. Yeah. And the thing thing is, what people have to realize is normally hospitals, you know, people have heart attacks, people are in car accidents, people this, people that, people have strokes, and they come to the hospital. Those people are not going to have a bed. In, in St. Louis, in. they just announced that they're putting those people in the children's hospitals. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know what they're going to do with the children's. <laughs> oh my God! I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know, know, and people are. And guess what else? People are going. Oh yeah. Well, you know, if you guys didn't want to, you know, pay for the money to keep your own hospitals open and blah 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 blah, and now you think you're coming into our hospitals so that we can't get in, you got another thing coming. And I'm seeing people write letters like that, like, why can't we just turn these people away? And, well, the answer is there's a question of medical ethics. That's Uh, Hello? Anyone heard of the Hippocratic Oath? Right. Right. Gee whiz. Hey, Father Joseph, who was also, of course, military in the Air Force in a pretty high position, has written in and says this. As a former member of Air Force Space Command, (laughs) who... (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna cut the put the kibosh on this. Oh, Father, come on, come on. It's the I only just, thing that I, gave us a little hey, levity. I read it in the news. There you go. 
Online. All right, well, we'll continue with this anyway. As a for I can just hear a, yeah, shoot. As a former member of Air Force Base Command, that'd be in the United States, who has been privy to security level briefings, I can unequivocally say that the Israeli general needs to take off his aluminum foil hat. I don't say this out of malice, but out of a deep sense of compassion for one who apparently still believes he is in the fight long after his skills have diminished. Aww. Aww. Father Joseph says, General, it is time to rest now. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was, um, unusually firm for, (laughs) for, for Father Joseph. But it was filled with compassion. He says it's not malice. It's a sense of deep compassion. He's a a priest. Uh, Malice is our, you know, our territory. Right, right. It's not... It's not that so. It's it's just a little glimmering of Schadenfreude, which is you know everywhere right now. So you oh heck yeah. I just take my pleasure where I can find it. Although our days of Trump losing daily are getting over. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh my God! You know how many? So the electoral college uh, meets uh, what Monday next? Yeah, next and week? and and they're now in this sort of. Uh, space where, you know, they're not supposed to be fooling with it anymore. I forgot. He, what uh, the news has it that he's been on the phone uh, now haranguing the uh, Pennsylvania um, house, um, house, whatever they have. Right. Who's the hiding, be- the, the, but he was hiding behind the, his, his uh, democratic uh, governor, because uh, he can't, he, he can't do anything. He, he can't do anything because yeah. they're not in session, and he can't call them back into session. Only the governor can. So he just, you know, quickly drop kicked it to the governor and hid behind his pants. Oh God, these people. Um. Okay, so. Uh, and you saw that the uh, speaking of state houses run by Republicans. Michigan um, was supposed to be in session today. They have canceled because um, super spreader Rudy Giuliani, you know, had just been there. I'm sitting next to that insane woman um, and apparently passing gas, right? Right. And he just infected them all. Um, well, and, I don't know if you can get, you know, I don't know if a fart, you can't get it from a fart, but well, how do he you was know? unmasked. She was unmasked. All these idiot Republican legislators were unmasked. And so Giuliani has managed to like, you know, shut down, I believe Arizona's legislature is shut down. Um, I'm sorry. Just, I am giggling with pure shut <laughs> But, but you know Jimmy, what? Jimmy Kimmel called him America's sprayer. <laughs> yeah, really. But I have to tell you, you know what just enrages me is that this b- disgusting human being who is, you know, like Trump, killing people left and right. They just they, they everything they do seems to result in death or sickness. Um, he immediately, upon testing positive, 
gets a hospital bed. Well, that's what I would. Either he's a whole lot sicker. Than no, they or he's he Rudy Giuliani. Well, that Sue's. is just that is disgusting. That there are no beds for sick people, and he's taken one up. Yeah, is yeah. disgusting. Everybody that's had you know been in Trump's circle immediately gets you know taken care of. It's still who you know. God, I can't stand it. If you're poor and have no connections, die. We have a caller. Hello. Hello, Lynn. Hello, kid yeah. sister Susan. Hello. Uh, hello. Let's go back to UFOs. <laughs> okay. Um, I was listening to a program the other night, and Dwight Eisenhower's granddaughter just wrote a book. Can't remember the name of it, but mostly was dealing with Normandy and you know all the headaches uh-huh. he had with that. But when he was president. He mysteriously flew to uh, California, Palm Springs, I think it was, on the pretense that he was going to go golfing. And everybody was like, why would you fly halfway across the country to go golfing when you could go down 95 a few miles? Well, it turns out that they had a big party for a birthday party or something where he mysteriously disappeared. And supposedly he went to uh, Nevada where he met with aliens and well, there were a lot of people there, a lot of soldiers in that they were all sworn to silence, but all these years later, some of them are starting to speak up. And supposedly what happened was he met with these aliens and they were telling them, you know, they didn't mean any harm. Uh, they were here with good intentions and they showed him what their aircraft, their spaceships could do how they could fly, how they could turn invisible, how they themselves could turn invisible. And Eisenhower was like out of his mind. He says, we can't deal with this. Our people are not ready for you. You know, don't come back here. And they signed an agreement with Eisenhower to like, you know, stay on the QT. And that was in like, I think it was like 57. Well, that's the same story. That's the same yeah. story the Israeli uh, aluminum foil hat-wearing generals told. That's why I'm calling, because when I heard that, I thought, wait a minute. I, I just heard ah. this. <laughs> so supposedly, you know, Eisenhower. And then when Kennedy was uh, elected, he went and met with Eisenhower. And this, this was kind of like off the books. Nobody knew why he went to go see him, you know, what the conversation was about. So people started saying, all right, what's going on here, you know? So supposedly Eisenhower met with him in person, and they showed him what they could do, and he said, no, we can't deal with this. So that's what that's all about. Well, thanks for muddying the waters. I just thought I cleared them up. Yeah, the truth will set you free. Okay, ladies. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Jeez. (laughs) Can I I pick a topic or what? (laughs) Yeah, right. Thanks, Suze. I appreciate it. I mean, really. How much do we want to talk about? Okay, so let's talk instead about Elizabeth Taylor's menorah. Oh, oh, how's what about Elizabeth Taylor's menorah? <laughs> okay, you got me, Lynn. I missed it. 
You never saw that coming. I never saw that coming. That's only slightly more bizarre than extraterrestrials. Um, it's uh, it's uh, you can have it. It's uh, it's being auctioned off. Uh, she has a menorah that is expected to. Um, the bidding starts at fifteen thousand dollars. If you need a menorah, Elizabeth Taylor, um, yes, converted to Judaism, and I guess stayed pretty pretty true to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's her, uh, but her first her her real her real love of her life was Jewish, I think, and she converted for him and stayed. Well, that was Mike Todd, and then he died, died. in a right. plane crash. Right, right. There was him. So. Um, also, there's a second menorah that the bidding starts uh, at just 7000 which was a gift to her by her head of security. So people knew that I guess she liked menorahs. Anyway, just saying, because Hanukkah is in a, a few days. Starts up in a few days. Um, and if you think 15000 that's the starting bid, for a menorah is a little steep. Understand that Marilyn Monroe who also converted to Judaism, her menorah <laughs> God, sold I my menorah. One of my menorahs came from the grocery store end cap. <laughs> yeah, well, that's sort of my... I have one real beautiful one, but it's too beautiful to it's even It's too beautiful use. to sully with all that blue Yeah, with, with tallow and wax. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't. I have a just beautiful, beautiful one. Um, but um, Marilyn Monroe's uh, sold at auction for, uh, and this was just last year, for $112,000. For all I'm I just can saying. Think, all I can think of is our brother standing up when he was six or five and, you know, and being the lonely Jew uh, being asked to explain Hanukkah to the class. And Bill stood up and said, Hanukkah is a very minor holiday. <laughs> it's, it became a major holiday because it, it coincided with Christmas. Right. Designed principally to make little Jewish children get presents at the same time that other children are getting presents. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much the truth. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's if you want Elizabeth Menorah. I had that there. And um, I also have, back to something not particularly funny, um, I was looking through my Twitter feed today, and the Arizona Republican Party has been tweeting things out that amount to calling for armed insurrection against the government. Well, I, I don't know what you'd call what Trump is doing except well, trying the, to trying to you know yeah. create a coup. I mean, that's what he's doing. I want to let let me give you some of this thread. Uh, uh, some guy, uh, you know, with, with a hashtag of Stop the Steal said, I am willing to give my life for this fight. The Arizona Republican Party retweeted that and said, he is. 
are you? And that's not that ain't the end of it. Then you see what people write in. A woman says, I am so proud of all of you patriots. Then another one says, we swore an oath, many of us at least, Many of us believe this election was rigged, meaning that's treason. Enemies domestic with foreign backing. Our government and people bound us to to do this if needed. And half the country believes it may be needed. And then others chime in. I have the full list of Georgia and Pennsylvania legislators' emails. I'll send them to you. I'll paste them here. We need to blast them. Um, who said, wait a minute, why are they, oh, that guy in Georgia, the guy in Georgia who, you know, said to the president, you've got to stop this, stop this. People are going to die. Yeah. Well, you see that that is, that that is, uh, true. That is true. Um, well, and the Michigan uh, uh, Secretary of State put out a statement about yeah uh, people the, with armed outside her house, right, scaring the hell out hell. of her four-year-old. Right. Yeah. right. And here's another one from the Arizona Republican Party. It's a guy with a you know deadly, unbelievable-looking machine gunish kind of thing, and the Arizona Republican Party is just six hours ago said. This is what we do, who we are, live for nothing or die for something. Um, And somebody else then said, you know, I think the GOP's endgame here isn't just the grift, guys, but clearly instigating violence, even assassination against public officials and judges, and it's just coming out in the right. open. Our uh, lieutenant governor, um, John well, they certainly Fetterman, aren't saying anything to stop this or just no. suggest that it's inappropriate. Yeah. Well, our lieutenant governor noted all of this this morning and says this is truly bonkers and unbelievably dangerous. Um, if this isn't a full-on death cult, then what is? Um, yeah, they are starting to instigate vile, true violence and they've got enough crazies, you know, they've got enough crazies. Although you got to hand it, you got to hand it to the Trump administration. They've made a lot of media stars on on the Democrat side too. And your Lieutenant governor, governor is one of them. Fetterman. Yeah. Right. He is. What a character. Uh, He's a I, you know, I've always, I've had a very, uh, yeah, you, prickly you relationship. Like yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't like it. We had a prickly relationship and I am, um, he's won me over. Yeah. You, I this. can't imagine I, become, that you wouldn't I am a total, total fan <laughs> of his. <laughs> totally. Way to go Fetterman. <laughs> and, um, Wait, 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 wait. And he's fun to look at besides. (laughs) Oh, he's something. He used to be a lot more imposing because he, um, he not only is like, he looks like a a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he was huge. He was overweight too. 
and he's lost weight. So the last time I saw him, he's now just this big, tall, still frighteningly imposing character, Um, you know, with tattoos up and down his arms, you know, bare legs hanging out all the time. And, uh, you know, the fierce face of his Um, (laughs) Harvard educated. I know. Um, okay. What was this thing I wanted to share? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, I interrupted you. Jeez. Yeah. And I lost my, um, well, you brought him up. Yeah. Okay. This was just, um, something that again, people are saying, so, you know, what's, how much longer is Trump, um, have the power of the presidency? Well, it's another good six weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe even a little more. Yeah. So here's, speaking of Harvard, a Harvard psychiatrist. As long as he's president until January 20th, he is still very dangerous. Once he's out of office, he just becomes your average psychopath. And he says this, he will continue to abuse workers. He will continue to foment as much trouble and violence as he can. And the last thing he would want is a successful Biden presidency. So he will try to cause as much trouble as he can. And he's setting that up in with the power he has in these last weeks. Um Uh, And this guy goes on, he says, for years, I and others have been worried about his creating a Reichstag incident, a crisis that would give him an excuse to remain in power, or at least leave a warlike situation in Biden's lap. And that danger is still with us. I think that's true. Yeah, I do too. Uh... He's just a, you know, he he's a really obnoxious. He's da- he's a damaged human. Damaged being. human being that takes pleasure in causing, you know, trouble and pain. I mean, especially if it eases his pain. You know, no cutter Trump. He would prefer to cut us. Well, and here's another. You know, this guy. I have another uh, shrink here. I want to uh, give some time to. His name is Gerald Post, and he created the CIA's Office of Psychological Profiling. And um, this was this was giving the CIA um, a sense of who they were dealing with with various uh, foreign heads of state around the the globe. Um, he advised Jimmy Carter about how best to negotiate at Camp David with Menachem Begin and Anwar Sadat. Um, He explained Sadat's Nobel Prize complex, his desire to be remembered as a great leader, and Begin's biblical preoccupation and obsession with detail. And Jimmy Carter said, after the successful uh, Camp David uh, things, that he could not have seen the success he did if he hadn't gone into that with this sense of the psychology of these two men. Right. 
So he has produced psychological profiles of suicide bombers. Um, he does. This is what he does. Um, he is now dead. He died um, of COVID-19 just last month at the age of 86. But he was uh, finishing up a book on the political psychology of Donald Trump and his followers. And uh, it is chilling. Just chilling. Um, let me see if I can find some stuff. He, he literally uh, thinks that, um, you know, Trump is, uh, well, if not insane, that he is so damaged and so incapable of um, any empathy or love. He's incapable of love. And I think that would be true. He turns on anyone who turns on him. Right, on a dime. Yeah, on a dime. And he says, he described Trump as a destructive charismatic with all the traits of a classic narcissist, the grandiosity, the lack of empathy, the hypersensitivity, and no constraints of conscience. He has none. Uh, but he also tried to figure out his symbiotic relationship with these followers of his, with these tens of thousands of Americans. Tens of thousands? 80, I mean, million. I mean, yeah, tens geez, of millions. I mean, I'm sorry. God, wishful uh, thinking. Wishful thinking. <laughs> he wrote this. The dangerous, destructive, charismatic leader polarizes and identifies an outside enemy and pulls his followers together by manipulating their common feelings of victimization. He, he wrote a year ago that we can be assured that if he loses the election, he will not concede. Um, so that's it. No, he's not even going to show up at the inauguration. He's going to hold a rally across the street. Yeah. So this guy... He said that, you know, in all his CIA, uh, do, he, he knows who's a dangerous person. And he made uh, no, uh, there's no doubt that Donald Trump is a dangerous person. Oh, God. We've got, a, I think, a caller. What do I know? <laughs> yeah, we do. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. He, he, um, he say uh, Trump's going to, he'll cause a war. What if the military, he tells the yeah. military to go to war, strike, and they say no? What yeah. is he going to do? What is he going to do? They're the military. You're going to tell them no. They tell you no. You, what are you going to do? It's a crazy world. If it's something they don't feel that they should do, they'll say yeah. no. That's all. Well, but you that. see, like, what he did, he still has the capacity to, like, do uh, things uh, like, you know, he's clearly trying to destabilize the Iranian uh, situation. 
um, which is huge. And, and, you know, I don't know. I, he's got a lot of time <laughs> left. Well, I mean, and there, there are other people that would like to help him along. I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you're a bull in a china shop and you've got six more weeks, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, push comes to shove. Um, it could be the military would uh, stand up and say no, but, man, that would take a real um, – he would have to be suggesting something that was. I mean, I other than being attacked, he can't just go. Oh, I'm going to go and attack a country. I mean, yes, he could. Yes, he could because American presidents have done it. But he better have I a mean, good reason. Well, well, now we can look at recent history and ask: Is was there a good reason and for us to go into Iraq? No, it turns up there was bogus intelligence turns out. So I don't I just know. Don't, I just don't think they would. I, I really don't uh, believe they would do it. I, I okay. don't. I think they would say no. I just. Well, well I, I, they've sworn an oath to uh, the Constitution. The Constitution. Right. So, Not to him. Um, I think what, at the, what they would try and do is delay until he, right. he, he couldn't do it anymore, the, more than a down, downright other thing. And, I, and here's my hope. My hope is that this guy is so petty that he's spending all of his time picking out individual people to torture, so, as opposed to creating wars. Be, I mean, so, like, the, there was, a, there's a doctor at Walter Reed who criticized his motorcade. Right. He, right. He's arranged to have him fired. Wow. The emergency room physician who publicly criticized him has been, he was chief of disaster medicine at George Washington University. And he's now been fired because he had yep. that gall to speak truth to power. Yeah, well he yeah, he he's going to go after as many people as he as he can. Um wow. And I hope they in the state level, I hope they charge him for everything they can. I hope yeah. they go after him. I know Biden doesn't want to do anything. That's understandable. He don't want to get involved in that. But maybe the attorney general could get involved in some things if they can. Uh, you can't let this go because we did this with Bush. If we'd have done something with Bush, maybe we wouldn't have Trump. I just if you just keep letting things go, then the next time it even gets worse. And how could it even get worse, you think, but It probably could. You May I just point out that all the times that presidencies have ended in extraordinary disgrace and scandal and criminality, they are Republican administrations. Right. right. I just want that clear. This party has has been um, a negative, a negative and destructive force to our democracy for most of my life. Right. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Bye. Daggers for sale. Daggers for sale. Yeah. So Susan, the wonderful, I know we're out of time, but I just have to get this in. The wonderful um, uh, senator from the uh, oh, great Johnson. state of Wisconsin. Yes, I know. <laughs> what a vile human being. So he happens to chair the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, which today will have a hearing in which he has invited Black. anti-vaxxers 
anti uh, people who say you don't have to social distance, mask wearing, who needs it. This is what this guy is doing. And here's the worst part. He's admitted that he knows, for example, that Trump, you know, lost, that it's, he's just saying it's suicide to it. He's just, he is flat out doing this to pacify God Trump. And, 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 and also he's quoted as saying, Suze, in this article I'm looking at, he told another uh, Republican that I still care about not pissing off the Trumpers. I'm not going to piss them off. Right. Not just Trump, but his the Trumpers. Well, no, it's, it's more about his because that's who votes for him in Wisconsin. All and the he's other up people are Democrat. In twenty, he's up for re-election in twenty twenty-two. I know. Um, God, I hope he's out. God, I hope they push him out. Um, one of the, the the main person he has is this woman, Doctor Jane Orient, who uh, is an anti-vaxer. And she says that va- government mandated vaccinations violate human rights. And she's a major testifier for big tobacco when government was going after indoor um, smoking. Right. She's been for killing the most folks the most of the time for a yeah. long time. She is really she's she's just up the Republicans alley. She's for killing people. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, well, I think that's it. Okay, well, I'll um, talk soon. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Be careful. Bye. 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 Okay, guys, tomorrow I'm uh, Sally Wiggins going to spend the hour with us, and I'm going to – let's see if we can try to not talk about any of this. Just talk about other stuff. Take a break, maybe. If Sally's capable, because, I mean, she, like all of us, is is dealing with, you know, all of this. But let's see. We'll play it by ear. And um, and I I'm out of words. <laughs> Clearly. OK. Be careful. More than ever. Bye bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.